Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. Mark Powell is a man of many talents. A former Paralympian, he now works for RNIB and also spends his time giving motivational talks. Mark has also just taken part in a BBC Three documentary called Things Not To Say. And he joins me now. Mark, thank you very much for joining us here on RNIB Connect Radio today. Thank you. Now, you have a condition called cone rod dystrophy. Can you tell us a bit about that? Because um, I have to say, I've come across a lot of eye conditions, but I've never heard of this one. No, it's, um, it's a form of macular degeneration. It's, um, it's very much under, under that bracket. Um, but it is, it is a rare condition, which is probably why a lot of people haven't heard about it. It, it very much affects, affects detail and, you know, it, it does have the capacity to deteriorate, but mine has thankfully stabilised for for a good couple of years now. So, yeah, it, it's very much affects um, like day to day things like reading, uh, reading small print, or reading, seeing things in a distance. So, yeah, it, it, it does present its difficulties, but you know we we get on with it like everybody else. Now, have you had this all your life, Mark? Or is this something that was diagnosed at an early age? I was diagnosed when I was when I was about. I think I was about five. We we knew it was going to be in. It could there was a possibility it could be in the family because it it was inherited from my father's side of the family. So so yeah, we we've had it for quite a long time. So did you go through the the specialist school system then? I didn't know. I thankfully my parents were both very very determined to make sure that both of my, myself and my brother went through mainstream school and and that was he to, just to be like everybody else and get on with get on with life like, like everybody else. It was. Uh, it was a challenge at times, but it was ultimately, when you look back, it was a, it was a fantastic decision from your parents. So it didn't pose any problems then at school. I mean, did you know that you know you had a different kind of outlook on life to all your other peers at school because your sight wasn't as as great as theirs? I did know I was different, but I think when you consider the reason when you're when you're in school and, and being surrounded by everybody else is that you know it, it's that everybody else around you is is just like you and. I, I wasn't surrounded by surrounded by people who were all visually impaired, and that was a a big part of of understanding what I had and actually accepted it. Um, so it did pose many challenges, but it, it got me to where I am now, and and I'm really grateful for that. Well, you certainly are in an amazing place. I mean, there's so many strings to your bow, Mark. I don't know where to start. Uh, I think <laughs> we'll have to start with the fact that uh, you are, of course, a Paralympian. Now, tell us a bit about your sport. Yeah, so for, for years, I for well, for about six, seven years, I, I competed at the highest level in judo. It was a, a family affair. My dad was a Paralympian as well and, and won, his, won his medals while, while he was doing it. And um, me and my brother both followed in his footsteps, which we... We both never thought we'd do, but um, that was a, a big part, again, a big part of my life and a big, a big massive learning curve. And, you know, it's, it's something that, that, we'll, that I'll always remember. Do you know, I have been blind now for 20 years. I lost my sight when I was 19, Mark, and mm. I swear, I wish at that stage there was so many people trying to kind of not cajole but but persuade me into doing some of the sports that I had loved as a sighted person and try and sort of go down the Paralympic route and at the time I thought no 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 it's not possible I'm going to do this and I'm (laughs) going to do that and I'll never make it and you know I look back now and I I speak to people like yourself and I think gosh I really wish I'd pursued some of the things that I'd wanted to do like like uh, Paralympian dressage or swimming you know that kind of thing it must be an amazing feeling to get to that level uh, when you are a sportsman. It really is, but, but like you say, it, 
it, it does pose a big risk and it's a, it's a challenge as well because, you know, we don't all, we're not all guaranteed to succeed in sport and it's on such small margins as well sometimes. You know, you could, you could take part in running and you could be a second out of qualifying for the games, you know. We're not all guaranteed to get there and it, it, it really is. A, I, I took the risk and so did my brother. We could have went into further education and, and got, got degrees and whatever, but we chose that path and, you know, it's one of them things that once you leave the sport, you can really turn what you've learned into into something that not many people have got and them skills that you've got. It's, it's, a, big, it's, a, it's a big deal when you take them into the real world. Oh, I, I can only imagine. I mean, right now, I think I could, you know, if there was a Paralympic sport for kind of watching the soaps, uh, then, then mm. you know, I would, I would be absolutely first class. But unfortunately, <laughs> there isn't. Uh, so uh, I think I'll be leaving the, the 2020 Tokyo Paralympics. Are, are you heading for that? I'm not now, although it's, it's very tempting. It, you know, it, it's always going to be there. I'm, I'm, I'm only 27. And I, I did want to want to retire from the sport, you know, and and pursue a career elsewhere. Well, I've still got the time to do that, but it's always on the table, and you never know what's around the corner. But well, you have managed to pursue a fantastic career. In fact, you're working for RNIV, aren't you? Corporate partnership manager. Yeah, and it's and it's a it's a really it's a great thing to do, and I I, I approached RNIV about a year or year and well, no, it was about. About two years now, and I said, "Look, I'd really like to work with you guys, and and um, and you know, really, really help help the charity." And the the RIB gave me an opportunity. They put me on a, on the trainee grade team on a fifty week program, um, and there was it was three months into that role. Um, I was I was offered a permanent role in the corporate team, which was it was fantastic because I I'd never I'd never been in a full time job before. It's a different environment from from fighting every day. Um, so it's you know I I, I love it and it, it's a chance for me to for me to work with huge companies and and really engage them in what we do and and actually educate them about about sight loss. Well, we were talking about these many strings to your bow and, and yet another string that you have added to your bow is inspirational talking. Uh, you do mm. the kind of motivational circuit, don't you? Which is an incredible thing in itself. Now, how did you get into that? Um, I think I think that's probably come from, from when I was actually doing judo. I, we, used to, we used to always go out and do, some, do talks to, to companies and we'd always be on, on telly or on or doing something um, something in the media. So it was something that was very much plumbed into us from then. And the thing that I really enjoy is, is educating people in quite a, just a really lighthearted and funny way. I, I don't, yes, there are serious elements to it, but I, I really enjoy not, not creating a shock, but also, but just being myself and talking to people about the way it actually is for people. It's, it's no big deal. You know, we do, some people do lose their sight and, and it is a traumatic time, but ultimately we've got a life to live, and we we are normal people, and that's that's what it, that's what it's all about for me to to really educate people in that way. Well, yes, when I was reading up about you, Mark, I did see that that you like to you know kind of promote disability in a kind of young and trendy and positive light, which is mm. absolutely amazing because I think you know there's this misconception that disabled people are are kind of older people 
don't have much of a life, uh, particularly blind people. You know, you, you don't mm. tend to see a lot of blind children around as much no. as you would blind adults or, or older people. And I remember being 19 and, and being, you know, plunged into a world of darkness. And all of a sudden, you know, your life becomes incredibly different incredibly mm. different and I know that that people that I'd known all my life could barely speak to me anymore they would speak to my mother and and I saw them in a different light just as much as they saw me in a different light and that was the one of the thing one of the things that inspired me to kind of get on with things and and maybe it's just that I'm belligerent um but I wasn't <laughs> going to allow people to tell me that my life was over and no. all the things that I wanted to pursue that people said to me I couldn't I went on and I, I did and I, I did it and I was so incredibly pleased with that but it made me want to kind of tell people coming up behind me that had lost their sight or were losing their sight mm. that look your life isn't over it's it's going to be no. different and there's going to be dark days but the dark days will become fewer and further between and you will waken up one day and find that you're coping yeah and that's the thing I think I, th- I think visual impairment and blindness is always at the bottom of the pile and that's not it's it's not the public's fault that they don't know any they don't know anything about it but it's just because we we're almost the society's almost a little bit awkward about asking anything and and that's why i really encourage is is just to make to get people to ask the questions and and you know whatever you're thinking just to just say it it doesn't it doesn't matter and that's because that's ultimately the only way we're we're all going to learn and all be very not accepting but but very very comfortable around around people with with sight loss you know Oh, without a doubt. But now I feel that, that people like myself and yourself are ambassadors for our disability and we've got to educate people in a in a really kind of gentle way to let them know that, mm. that the questions that they ask are not silly, um, mm. unless they are completely silly, you know. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You know, the, there's everyday questions that people are just curious about in your life. Now that takes us nicely onto a documentary that you've just appeared in called Things Not To Say. It's it's a BBC Three documentary. Now, how did you get involved with this? And so, um, one of the things that I've I've been very keen to do is when, since I've been working on ID, I I really encourage. I've said to the guys who work here, if there's anything I can do to help or anything I can do to to promote RID in a in a really sort of in the way that I like to do things, which is like we mentioned before, very trendy and and very upbeat, then I'm very happy to be involved. And RID. Um, the PR team asked me if I would um, take part in the um, in the BBC Three um, short clip that we that's been produced, and and I said absolutely, it's, it's the type of thing that that I'm really that I'm all about, and so yeah, it, it all it all happened pretty quickly. To be honest, we I, I spoke to the spoke to the team at BBC, and they said right, yeah, we we want you to come down, and it was uh, it, we just took it from there. It sounds fantastic. It really does. What are some of the things that that you know you have been asked in the past where you've thought, "Oh my goodness, where did where did that question come from?" Um, God, there's there's absolutely loads of them. You know, people come out with things all the time, like, "Oh, you, well, you don't look blind, so uh, like, what what's the big deal?" Or you know, people. One of the things that I've I've been asked very recently is, "Why, why have you got that disabled rail card?" People just don't get it, um, and so. Yes, the visual impairment element of it, unless you've got a stick or a guide dog, which, again, which some people just don't associate with at all. But 
unless you've got something to 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 show or or actually identify you as a blind person, people don't get it. Um, and there's ninety two percent of of people out there who who do have a a sight condition do have some elements of sight. So it, it's one of them things where where you know it's it's a difficult thing i get it that that people out there they don't know that i've got a condition but it, 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 it's so it it can it can present a very awkward situation when when you're almost having to having to uh you're almost being challenged for something when when i'm trying to tell somebody that you've actually got a, a sight condition it reminds me of my first kind of real confrontation with somebody and it was in a, a supermarket car park and mm. I would have been in my early 20s. I had, you know, when you first lose your sight, you know, you've got people coming to visit you, you're filling in forms, you're filling in this, you're, you're giving photographs over, you're being registered, you, there's a hundred million things going on and one day this yeah. this uh, disabled badge for the car, my, my partner's car at the time, uh, turned up and I thought, oh, I don't even remember applying for this, but but this is great. So I remember going to the supermarket and we parked in a, a disabled space and it was the first time using the card and uh, I remember getting out the car and this man came running up to me and started going mad saying I had no right to be parked in a disabled space. I wasn't disabled um, and I had said to him I'm, I'm totally blind. He said but that doesn't matter you can walk you know this this is reserved for people like me but he could walk and he had an invisible disability and i don't know what his disability was but he obviously had a disabled card and it really really kind of threw me because i thought maybe you know maybe this has been a mistake maybe i shouldn't have this mm. card but um at the end of the day i think you know you learn from experiences like this and you learn how to handle uh you know people being confrontational and and you know hopefully along the way you you do educate them it, it's it's incidents like that which do make you question question things but you you ultimately you get used to the fact that people just don't know enough about sight loss or, or or sight condition unless they've got a relative or somebody closer than that they that they can associate with well do you know something you're an incredible young man you've done so many things and uh you know with an attitude like yours i'm sure you will go on to educate and inspire so many people uh with the things that you've done and the things that you're doing and i really appreciate the time you've taken to to speak to me today here in rnib connect radio mark thank you for joining me absolute pleasure and it's fantastic hearing about your story as well because ultimately our stories have to be out there for people to understand so it's equally as, as it's equally as great for me to hear your story as well so thank you for having me oh thank you mark for more downloads like these visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts